When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Feel good. First, what's that game? Is that technically a game winner? First one. But, uh, Question. All right, here we go. Smart. Looking. Looking for Tatum. Gets it in. Tatum takes it. Makes it. Edwards says, I am hot. Oh, man. Kemba right away. Walker goes baseline, sends it back out to Smart. He'll try a three. Got it. Marcus Smart is so good. Marcus Smart is so good. Smart, same spot, same result. Haywood again comes away with it on the run. Bounce pass. Hello and welcome to the Celtics Reddit Podcast. My name is Ben Vallis, aka Brutal Gash. How you doing? Joining us, as he often does, the man from Newcastle, Jackson, aka Rickman Lives. How are you, Jackson? Good, man. How you doing? Not so bad. Not so bad. Feeling good after a couple of spicy wins, after a little rough stretch there for the Celtics, so much uh, which better. we're going to get to in just a moment. Coming up on the show, we'll obviously get to today's win over the Bulls and whatever items from the past week come up. Plus, Celtics Reddit shoutouts, posts, comments, and all that wonderful stuff. And to top it off, a look at the schedule ahead. Now, Jackson, these last two games, it's always like seeing your favorite band come out and play all their hits. Like for me, that's like Led Zeppelin, like prime Led Zeppelin coming to town and just playing like Led Zeppelin 1, Led Zeppelin 2, back to back, just rocking out, playing all their hits. Yeah, uh, It's been good fun. Been good fun yeah. as a Celtics fan. I particularly enjoyed Jason Tatum's half an hour um, guitar solo for Days yeah. and Confused as well. Yeah, it's been awesome. Um, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, it's um, it, it's just refreshing. It feels more like to me um, if you've ever been if you've ever had a fight with your girlfriend or your missus and you just you're not cool for a few days and it's just like everything's shit and you just want it to like kind of get better but you don't know how to fix it and stuff and then it just kind of gets better and then the next few days after the argument are like it just are just way better than it was before that's how it feels like now it feels like you're just coming out of a uh, like an argument yeah <laughs> so, like any so healthy relationship you just walk away from your problems and let them fizzle out on their own and then you come back and you start yeah. winning games again it's completely that's sustainable it yeah it's completely sustainable um no it's uh, i think the, the the only story over the last two games is um you know a it's nice to win b it's uh it's uh, jason tatum having a uh, having a mini uh breakout i think we were all waiting for um you know the jason tatum game and and it may have only been like, you know, we're getting back in the past here. It may have only been Pelicans, but man, like it was, it's so good to see him, you know, just come out and finally crack the 40 mark. And um, even today, it, without putting up huge numbers, like 21, I think he had, um, there was one play in particular when the Bulls were on an 11-0 run and he had a wide open three and he just sunk it. 
and it was just I could see him missing that and then the balls get another basket and then it just like turns into panic stations but like that was actually like an underrated like big part of the game and he um he knocked it down so I think that's just indicative of the form that he's in at the moment yeah, I'm glad you went there, Jackson, because I really just want to lean in hard on on Tatum to begin this podcast. Um, does he? I know it's only been sort of two games where, like, not only he but the whole team have busted out of this slump. But does he feel different to you, like, out there at all? He just like today, and this wasn't the first time I did it. He did it against the, the Pelicans as well. He's got you know the, the hot hand, and I've seen him a couple of times now pass up a pretty open shot to give up a, a much better shot to one of his teammates. Like he did it for, I think, Gordo against the Pelicans. And he might have just went off to Marcus Smart or Jalen Brown today. He could have easily taken that shot. And even like a month ago, he definitely would have taken that shot. Um, but it's all part of this like slowly um, uh, becoming more well-rounded version of Jason Tatum that we're now seeing. Now, I don't know. He just, he just feels different out there to me. I'm curious if you feel that way as well. Um, he definitely looks a lot more confident. I don't, you don't ask me to explain why, but, um, no, nah, just, there's something about him that just seems a lot more composed. Obviously the shot is going in, so that's going to, you know, they're going to correlate. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's just nice to see. It's like, it's what you expect him to be as a player, like, but just more consistently, like we've seen flashes of this in the past, but you know, to get it like more or less back to back, obviously he wasn't as good tonight as he was, uh, the other night, but, um, to get this sort of streak happening, man, it's coming at a good time too, because I think we've got a few winnable games on the horizon and then some, some huge ones, you know, as, um, getting into late this week, early next week. So it's a good, good to see Tatum, um, coming alive now. Yeah, absolutely. And like you mentioned, his field goal percentage today, I think it was 7 for 17. I, I don't think it was as bad as it looked tonight against the Bulls. A lot of his shots were really close. There was there was some in and outs that he, that he put up uh, that was so close to coming down. And I felt like he took them uh, in, the, in the correct momentum of the game, within the flow of the game. Uh, and they looked so close to going down. They were good misses, like for lack of a better term. I don't think that his field goal percentage, his efficiency um, stood out to me as being as frustrating and as bad as it has in the past. No, and I don't think seven for seventeen is bad, you know, necessarily, you know, particularly like in the, um, you know, in, in the rhythm of the game, totally, you know, for a sure. guy who's like such um, is uh, has been the plus uh, minus master of um, of this team lately. He was the only guy we had, I think, bar like the, the the back end of the bench to have a negative plus minus. So I think that says more about plus minus and how reliable is his stat rather than more than anything else. But um, uh, no, agreed. Yeah, Tatum looks much better. Yeah, I did a double take of that stat as well. I was like, oh, it's going to be, you know, easily a plus 20 or something like that. His impact on the game is uh, undeniable, but yeah, yeah minus two. Um, strange to see. Uh, the other J, Jalen Brown, uh, didn't necessarily bust out of his shooting slump today, but he did try to. A couple of times he tried to murder someone by dunking on them. Mm. I think if any, Tatum had one as well, which we should have mentioned up the top. Um, if either of those dunks went down i would have just melted into the floor i think there were some pretty spicy attempts but um jalen got to the line nine times and sunk 100 percent of his free throws which um I, I could almost call the stat of the night you know um compared to what we saw all of last year all of jalen's career up until you know a couple of months ago really it's really good to see and obviously getting to the line before hitting those those free throws as well is um uh, addressing a huge problem from last year so some really nice takeaways from from these two games from the yeah. Jays. I think despite I think despite shooting it was a five of thirteen yeah the nine from nine almost like corrects that to some degree like obviously that's where true shooting works as well, as well. but um yeah no uh, I think I think he's on his way to coming back to you know having a good like a, a good hot game you know again some winnable games coming up so hopefully hopefully he gets it going yeah and like while it's not 
a consistent occurrence with the Jays yet. That that is something that you see frequently from those players, sort of in that All Star tier and up, like your your Paul Georges, your Kawhis, etc. When like when they have these bad shooting nights and go like five for twenty or whatever it might be, they always end up with like a twenty six six and four line, and mm. like a lot of that is just getting to the free throw line. And you know we, we mentioned Jalen Brown. Uh, nine of nine from the line. Tatum, seven free throw attempts, five of seven. Um, you know, a huge problem for both of these guys for the whole team last year, and, and now they're really addressing that. And you know, they're not they're not hitting those prime all star lines yet. You know, those those bad shooting nights for an all star style line yet. But on, on a team yeah. that um, has that motion offense, has a lot of ball movement, and gets everyone involved, like for these guys to, to get that amount of points on quote unquote bad shooting nights is is pretty exciting at their yeah. age. Yeah, definitely, and it's 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 not like free like free throw shooting is like the be all and end all as well too. Like LeBron isn't you know as good a free throw shooter as he probably should be, but I mean, um, yeah, obviously it helps. You're right, contributing like what on what on paper looks like an impressive stat line, unless you actually watched the game or you like you just read a bit deeper into it. But um, uh, developing habits like that not necessarily the worst thing. It's um it, it's not like everyone on the team is inefficient. You know, so we can more or less uh, carry you know one or both of them if they have an off night you know for the most part say Jalen Brown picks it up a little bit and gets some of that efficiency back that he's kind of been known for so far this season and Tatum continues um to stride about you know with confidence and and feel different as we said earlier and everyone else on the team sort of stays as they are right now is is that enough for a deep playoff run even getting out of the east for this team does that make our team good enough mm, it's it's a hard one because I think the issue we have is the matchups we face. It's not necessarily, you know, how good we're a talented team. We're a very good team. Like obviously that we, there may be nights where we don't show up or we, we start out slow when we can't get ourselves out of the hole. We've seen that many a time, but um, for me, it's more what we lack against Giannis's against Embiid's against, um, you know, I, I don't know. I guess those are the two guys that stand out, but um, no, it's for me, it's, um, for me, if they continue, if they get better, if they can continue this trend that we're on, and our players, our everyone else around them can more or less like maintain as is, I think I think we're definitely you know bound for you know at, at minimum you know second round of the playoffs, and then it will depend on the matchup that we have. I think if they if if they continue their play, then that should be good enough to get there, and then from there on, I I, I can't say I, I really don't know. Yeah, it's going to be interesting, and and seating wise, like we might actually I don't know, it's still early days, but there's a chance that we could avoid. Philly, if they stay in that four, yeah. um, that four or five seed, and area. that would pair them with Toronto, I think I saw as well, theoretically, anyway. Yeah. By the way, yeah. damn, it's satisfying watching those guys lose night after night. Obviously, they keep mm. beating us. We've got like a bit of a complex developing yeah. there, um, but they keep losing it's, to everybody else. And since com- they beat us, it just yeah. keeps going. It's completely flipped. Remember, we just had the better of Philadelphia. Like, no one. I remember I've said on this podcast sometimes. Like, they just don't scare me. I'm just not concerned about them at all. Yeah. It's kind of it's kind of flipped now. It's it's now it's I'm concerned really only about them just because they have some voodoo matchup over us that's just <laughs> impenetrable. I think I think it's an, I think his name's Al Horford. But anyway. Um, <laughs> Yeah, uh, I, think, I think I prefer it this way. I prefer so do winning I. most it's, games. It's, it's much better for your health overall. And <laughs> and I know for a fact, I know for a fact that we're go, we're gonna get them sooner or later. I just I just know that. Like we haven't been good 
for the most part the nights definitely the first night was seemed to be an abnormality the mm. second night um i think that's the hardest one to take because was at the garden the third night um yeah that was i guess it was more or less the same so i was pretty upset after after every philly loss i'm really pissed off but i just i just get the feeling we're just gonna get him i just i just think we're better i just think we're better yeah, I, I had some troll getting at me in the post-game thread after the Philly loss. And it, like, for, for the first time in my life, like, really got to me. I had to go for a walk, like, go and shoot <sighs> some worst. hoops and just, like... Yeah calm myself down it's the most affected i've ever been by a troll uh, in yeah. my entire life i just i take i only take comfort in the fact i just have to think back to the playoff series i know it's why i don't want to live in the past or anything like that but i think of the confetti game i think of uh i think of <laughs> morrison and Embiid have enduring at it and uh, and the last minute winners yeah yeah i just that makes me feel much better and until yeah. philly can do that to us in a playoff series it's uh, yeah we should shouldn't let it get to us yeah, happy times. All right, so we, we sort of touched on there J- Jalen Brown and, and Tatum. If they remain at this level and if, if Jalen gets it back a little bit, is that good enough to succeed in the playoffs? Um, possibly, and I think a lot of that depends on how our two savvy veteran slash all-stars, Gordon Hayward and Kemba Walker, who shouldn't be forgotten, um, how they play. And to start with, Gordon Hayward, I feel like he's playing some funky time basketball out there. Like He is sort of receding to this fourth man role behind the Jays and Kemba which he kind of needs to do I think for the team to be successful asserts himself sometimes when it's required of him um team high tied with Marcus Smart team high eight assists uh for Gordo today and just really played like almost in the shadows of the game um I don't know I I feel like he's really starting to find his role which is weird um to say for like essentially a highest paid player what are your thoughts on Gordo? Yeah, I think that's more down to the injury, particularly the one like just this mm. season or injuries, I should say, just just this season because you know he was he was our best player, and I don't think that's controversial at all to say up until that Lamarcus yeah. Aldridge screen that broke his hand. Absolutely. Then he came back, and I think he, he came back real quick, and then was out again, or he had the the the, the, the nerve pain or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. I think, thank fuck that hasn't come back. <laughs> that was really yeah, worried. Well, we haven't heard anything about we it. We haven't heard anything yet. So either they're keeping it under wraps, or it's 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 um it's a it's gone but um no until that he was by far a most important player so i think if he's happy with the role that he has and if if it's working for the team then i I think he's the kind of guy who's not going to have an ego about it i think he's i think he gets the brad system the brad system the brad stevens system you know from butler i think he's got that i think he knows where he fits i think he's probably i hope this anyway i have no idea what he thinks but um i think if if he can be happy in that role own that role then i don't think you've got many like better fourth players you know anywhere in the league potentially can you think of one yeah not really i, I of all the fourth choice dudes to have i feel like Gordo's kind of your top guy right like he shouldn't even almost be that but the fact that he's accepting that role is good for us yeah yeah i mean if, if it works and if it works for the team then i don't see any reason why you know it would make anyone unhappy but um you know obviously health has got to be his health has to pertain um and not you know get another freak injury again but um you know you can't really plan for that so there's no point worrying about it yeah i mean it could be that there's this um uh emphasis on like role fluidity or something like that where and again like maybe we don't realize this as fans so much because there hasn't been still um halfway through the season that much of a sample size of the full healthy roster all playing together um but Brad could be preaching, you know, it's, it's matchup related. Uh, depending on who we're going up against on any given night, that's who's going to be the emphasis of our offense. Uh, with the exception of Tatum, who seems to sort of match up well with everybody. Like he was defending mm. the fuck out of Laurie Markkinen today, for example, who is like a prototypical modern NBA stretch four size-wise. Tatum yeah. fits more of that three 
build in terms of like physicality and yet he was defending the shit out of him like Markkanen couldn't get it going at all um so with the exception of, of Tatum there I think that uh it comes down to matchups every single night and it, um we've got guys like Kemba who's friendly smiley uh Gordon Hayward same kind of vibe from him older you know more seasoned veteran pro and, and Jalen who's smart um albeit young these guys are buying into that system perhaps and maybe that's why we're not seeing like a consistent go-to threat offensively for the Celts every night yeah, and I would so much rather that than than like the you know feed the superstar at all costs. Obviously, I think in this in in the modern NBA, you kind of it's trendy now to have two guys that can do that. And I'm not saying that Jalen and and uh, Jason are there yet, but like they're in the mold of that, and I think that's what they're building towards. But yeah, the pieces just seem to fit really well. And like the thing that's probably the most refreshing is like we touched briefly on what it was like last year. It's that you know we don't seem to struggle against teams that we should beat. You know, we're, we're, granted, we're having maybe some tougher matchups against, you know, quality teams and, and we ha- we'll have to address that sooner or later. Um, but we're beating the teams that we should beat most of the time. You know, I couldn't say that a week ago because we're sitting here after Washington. But um, <laughs> but for the for the most part, like the record reflects that. So I think that's a good sign that, you know, these guys are uh, mature. They buy in. They don't panic. They're not, you know, getting too ahead of themselves, at, le- at least so far anyway. So, no, I like what I see. And I think the team as a whole fits very well together. Yeah, and it helps like from our fan standpoint as a coping mechanism to see teams like the Heat and the Raptors also dropping consecutive games against bad teams as well. Yeah. Just kind of makes it feel all a little bit more normal. And then, mm. of course, the one outlier are the Milwaukee Bucks, who we play soon, unfortunately, on the second yeah. night of a back-to-back, which we'll get to soon. Yeah. Um, Undefeated who- against them this season. hopefully we can continue to say that for a little while longer but um they're they're a team who don't seem to to suffer from that ailment and they're just beating everybody every night except for us fingers crossed except for us uh what else we want to get to i suppose we should talk a little bit more about kemba walker um late speak made a comment in the post game thread although haywood and kemba were pretty quiet we were pretty consistently good i know the balls ain't hot shit but it was a solid win yeah, Kemba was quiet. We already touched on Hayward. Um, he did come alive a little bit towards the end of the game, knocking down a couple of spicy threes to really put it away. Hmm. Um, it's been strange, though, in, in this particular hot stretch. I, I guess, you know, specifically these last two games, like Kemba has kind of receded into the shadows a little bit and allowed the, the Jays to emerge. Um, yeah. I don't know. I don't have anything else to add to that. I just like Kemba and I wanted to talk about him. <laughs> yeah, I love Kemba. Kemba definitely buys in. Kemba definitely gets it the same way, you know, we, we probably alluded Gordon does on him, but he's, I think he's way more vocal. I think he's way more, you know, he, he's, he is in, in a way the replacement, like almost father figure that Al Horford was last year. I mean, this is a pretty young team and Kemba's what, 29 or is he 30? He's 29. So like, he's like, he's got a, the younger guys would actually look up to him as like, you know, an elder, so to speak. Um, but he he obviously has such a good effect on the team, such a, a, a more net positive effect on the team than, you know, another point guard that we had at mm-hmm. some point in history. Um, <laughs> so yeah, no, it's great to see him. But I feel like that, that even though I said literally just beforehand unless i'm contradicting myself that i'm glad that we have this team mentality and we like we never really we like feed like you know anyone you know disproportionately uh, to the rest of the system it has kind of been the tatum and Cantor show the last two games definitely and i think uh-huh. guys are i think with the team is at least savvy enough to know that that if that works you know use it and they are using it well and then like the team plays you know accordingly so um i just wanted to give a shout out to edith Cantor there as well too because he was a monster against the pelicans and he was you know he started out so good tonight too didn't quite get that double double again but um no he's been playing great 
Yeah, I love cancer. I know that he frustrates a lot of people out there, sometimes me included yep. with... And like even today, like they were going at him defensively and like he, he got a couple of... Like Cody White, or it's Kobe White. Kobe, Kobe White went yeah. directly at him a couple of times and at least once like Kemba just kind of like slapped him. It was a really sort of uncoordinated defensive movement and, you know, Kancher's this big dude. Like in yeah. theory, right, he should be able to affect the shot, either block it or force a miss. Um, and yet these teams are just gunning at him in that sense, which can yeah. be frustrating. But on the offensive end, I don't remember the last time we had like essentially Turkish Hakeem Olajuwon or any form of Hakeem <laughs> Olajuwon on our team, like a, a go-to post threat. Even Al wasn't really that effective in the in the low post. No, no. It's refreshing to have a low post, um, you know, legitimate um, threat. It's, um, yeah, he, he's burdensome. You know, he's either burdensome <laughs> for like the guy that he's playing against, he's either butchering him or he's burdensome for us because he's just such a he's such a liability on a guy who wants to, you know, rotate onto him and take him off the dribble. It's just, it's, it's over. So, um, but no, I think overall, his net positive because I mean last year we needed rebounding and then we lost Baines and we lost Al Horford so I was like okay well shit what do we do now we went and got like a legitimate rebounding machine and it just fits you know even for his flaws what he brings on the offensive end even if a lot of the stat padding I don't care it, if it results in if it results in points for us instead of rebounds for the other team then yeah absolutely he can't do any wrong as far as I'm concerned yeah, it was kind of great to see them go straight to him at the beginning of this game because in mm. the third quarter in Chicago a week or so ago, like it, that was just the cancer show as well. Like, he just dominated their young bigs. Uh, and with um, Wendell Carter Jr. out in this game, like it was just, you know, good night, young Chicago bigs as far as cancer was concerned. It's really funny Absolutely. to see. Um, shout out to Marcus Smart. Great line from him tonight. Uh, four for eight shooting. And the most important number there to me is the eight. Eight shot attempts as opposed to like way more as of late. 15, and he, yeah. Yeah, he sort of asserted himself in the game. You know, five boards, eight assists, only one turnover, three steals. One of them, you know, God bless Marcus Smart, diving on the floor against the Chicago Bulls in Boston while we're up like double figures or whatever it was um, to, to grab that steal. Um, the dude just like, doesn't let up and this is a, a much more appropriate amount of shot attempts for for one Marcus Smart in, in any given game in my opinion yeah I think it's, it's the maturity of Marcus Smart starting to come through and I know he's still prone to like you know uh, getting ejected and and things like that but um uh, no I can see he's really like accepting we keep coming back to this accepting the role uh motif but uh no, it's just it's just true and he's he's definitely you know we said Kemba is like kind of the mature leader well Marcus is the spiritual leader and he has been probably for like the last three or two or three years i'd say um i was just about to say something and i've completely forgot about it oh yeah <laughs> gary payton you sent me that video oh yeah yeah <laughs> the glove that was sick yeah yeah if anyone didn't see it yeah gary payton just big up and marcus smart telling them that he loves him and he's got to like keep he's, he's got the dog in him and he just he just gives him a big rap and he can tell marcus is just like beside himself it's uh, it was great yeah, I believe that was posted to the sub. I don't have it in front of me, but I think it was Air Mag Swag, and it was a tweet by Kungu NBA. So apologies to those uh, contributors if I've got that wrong. Uh, I do have Air Mag Swag's name in front of me because they added a note to the post game thread. Where is it? I've got it right here. Okay, Air Mag Swag says I was at I was at the game and dapped up the whole team. Some notes: Hayward smells great. Jalen <laughs> is like incredibly good looking. Brad mm. is a hot little slut, mm -hmm. and I'd take a broadsword in the chest for Marcus Smurf. Go Celtics. 
The only uh, one I wasn't the, the only one I wasn't <laughs> completely sure about was Haywood smelling good, but like I, I would have guessed anyway. So nothing new there. But thanks for reporting, man. Nice. Yeah, Brad does have that sort of hot, slutty look to him. So uh, yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> um, now we talked a lot about role players there, um, and it had me thinking as I was watching this game. If you could choose Jackson, any Celtics role player from the last say ten years or so that we could call up to this mm-hmm. team. And the parameters there is that they're in their prime Celtics role player capacity. So like Shaq, for example, Celtics role player late in his career, you can't call up prime like Shaq. Do you know what what I'm saying there? Sure, sure. I'd still like to call up (laughs) old washed up Celtics Shaq just for (laughs) the hell of it to play him and Taco at once. That would be hilarious. (laughs) Um, Yeah, interesting question. So obviously role players. So I can't, so we're not saying going to say like KG or Pierce you know straight up it's got to be like a role player yeah correct yes all right like okay. a pj brown or something like that yep all right um, it's probably a good place to start i actually. feel yeah i want to say avery bradley but he was way more of a starter than us so and avery bradley now like versus what he was for the celtics and i want to say that i don't know maybe i gotta think about this a bit more what have you got for me ben uh, well, on Avery Bradley, I don't have him on my short list, but like you could technically call up rookie Avery Bradley in that sort of role where he was sharing a lot of minutes with Ray Allen there early in his career. That, that sure. could technically qualify. Um, Tony Allen, I just think we need another defensive wing Ooh, player yeah. who can't shoot. <laughs> <laughs> be fine not, by right? me. Danny yeah. and Brad seem to love those guys. So um, stack the shelf with, uh, with those guys. Uh, but more seriously, like 2010 Sheed, who before... Kendrick Perkins went down. Rashid Wallace was a backup center and, and thus a role player. Um, fits into the modern system in that he could shoot the three, but he was an enforcer. He had a Marcus Smart-ish personality. Sure. Um, but a big man could grab the boards, good size off the bench, good basketball smarts, good personality. Would be very fun to follow in the modern yeah. like NBA Twitter age as well. Um, so he's especially, you know, given the... Um, the lack of size, the lack of depth in our, our center rotation. Um, mm. I think Rashid Wallace, uh, 2010 prime Celtic role playing Rashid Wallace is my pick. For sure. That's a great answer, actually. Yeah, I should, <laughs> I should have looked a little bit deeper. But, um, it's but technically slightly over 10 years ago now, I guess. But anyway, uh, I, I digress. Uh, yeah, yeah. We, get, we get the parameters, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, f- f- uh, the, the cheat answer in me wants to say Bainsey. Because Ooh, I think yeah. I, I think I, I think Kant has kind of got that role sort of sorted now. But Baines, I haven't seen much of him lately. But at least the start of the season, he was hitting threes, and I just thought, shit, if we could just have him back with what we have now, I thought we would have just been like so much, so much stronger. But I think that's what's shored up a little bit more now. Um, okay, so I'm going to have to, <laughs> I might have to explain myself a little bit here, but um, <laughs> I'm going to say Evan Turner. Oh, and maybe spicy. I don't need to explain myself. I think everyone loves Evan Turner. It'd be worth it just for the quotes and just to have him around. But like, I just remember everyone like thought that was, that was just a useless acquisition. Like, you know, when we got him, but like Brad turned him into like, so, like quite a serviceable player off the bench. And, you know, I think I would have him more for just like for the, for the jokes and everything and whatnot. But like, I think he could do a job for this team. I really think I do. Yeah, another great uh, NBA Twitter player as well. I think if he was still a little bit more in the limelight, like he was when he played for the Celtics, um, yeah. he'd be a prominent Twitter follower. Uh, Brad Stevens got him a great contract, though. He signed, what was it, like a $70 million de- deal in that crazy free agency period yeah, uh, in like 2016, I think it was. Um, so he certainly did well from his time. That'd be interesting. Good ball handler off the bench. I think we could maybe use a bit more of that, particularly with Hayward's injury inconsistency. 
Yeah. Um, I've gone completely off the rails now. I've already used the two that I prepared for this podcast. Um, <laughs> I'm just trying to go down my mental list of notable past Celtics big men. Uh, Greg Steamsma comes to mind, the big steaming pile of Steamsma. Um, <laughs> that was not his nickname for the record. Um, yeah, Luke Heron, Gody. A couple. Of, I'm just thinking we need some some depth there in the in the big men spot. I, I felt a little for um, for Grant Williams today, how he busted his shoulder there. And then I felt like they, they left him out on the court for far too long when he was clearly grimacing in pain. Mm, yeah, um, And it again, yeah, made me wish for, for more depth in that area. Um, yeah, this is what you get for not preparing before a podcast. I've literally got nothing else. I'm drawing oh, a blank. Oh, the, the listeners can't tell, Ben. Surely not. <laughs> <laughs> if they're still listening, yeah. good for you. Um, <laughs> thanks, thanks for sticking in. Speaking of the listeners, let us know your thoughts. Whatever platform you are listening on, find your way back to Celtics Reddit. You'll find a post for this episode on the Celtics sub. Uh, let us know in the comments section there what Celtics role player from the last 10 years you would call up to this team. All right, so... Before we wrap this one up, I think we should look at the schedule ahead for the upcoming week. And to kick that off, as a post to the sub by user Horseshoe Overlook, they posted a tweet by Adam Himmelsbach, which said, The Celtics have the second hardest remaining schedule among Eastern Conference teams, while the Heat, Raptors, and Sixers have the 12th, 13th, and 15th hardest. And looking ahead, that definitely applies to like even the upcoming week for the Celtics, Jackson. Mm-hmm. So the next two games, we've got a back-to-back, starting off with the Pistons at home in the Garden, but then the Bucks in Milwaukee on the second game of that back-to-back. Mm-hmm. Then towards the beginning of next week, the return of Bainsey, big bloody Bainsey coming back to town, and then the Lakers roll into town with obviously LeBron James and co. Anthony Davis being part of that co. Um how are you feeling about the upcoming week? There's some real spicy ones uh, coming up for us. Yeah, yeah, big time. Um feel a lot better after two wins after two much needed wins if this was the if this was the schedule we were facing on the back of uh, three straight losses this would be um this would be way more pessimistic but um uh, i don't know like i hope we can get i hope we really try and win the detroit game like as weird as that sounds like i just I, that's that's just like that's just the, the given win i mean we should beat um phoenix obviously but i think like out of this the, the games that we've got coming up that's a game that just should win no problem so i hope we really try and win that game look the bucks second out of back-to-back on the road i would love to just see uh, i would love to see a, a, some competitive play from us i would like to see us hang in there i would like i wouldn't be too dis- disheartened if it went like the last sixes game went you know we come out strong we more or less match them we can't quite get it over there in the end we'd lose by like you know 11 or so that wouldn't upset me a great deal um but only if we can get the win the first time if we're to oh and two after two games and we're not coming up it's going to be it's going to start to get a little bit dark again too but um no the one i've been been waiting for i think everyone's been waiting for it for ages is the is that lakers game you know i really i know it's probably another nightmare i think it's like the sixers matchup for us but on steroids um Mm -hmm. so we're really gonna have to be on our game if we're gonna get that um kemba's never beaten lebron so like all the omens i mean just like (laughs) kind of bad but it's in the garden and if we can get at least, I think if we can be three and one by the time we get to that stage, is, is that how many games we've got? We've got what Lakers will be the fifth game on this yeah, stretch. Yeah, so between now yeah. and our next podcast, four games. So that'll be yeah. the, the fourth one. And then we'll hopefully we'll do a podcast that night. If we can win the games we should win, that we all know we should win, and we can at least remain competitive, and we can put up a good fight in the games that we, you know, are, are, are up against elite teams. Let's let's face it. Then that will be fine by me. So you know that's it's a such a fence city un un hot take answer, but this is that's just how I feel about it. Yeah, no, that, that's pretty much it though. Like we we need to win that that Pistons game. We need to go into that one 
focused on that game and not worrying too much about the the more challenging games ahead uh, yeah. especially like you basically said there because we are at risk of losing them um i think the bucks game is a is a scheduled loss essentially second night of a back-to-back against the best team in the league in their house while they're fresh and we're not yeah. just feels like you know hopefully we, we put up a good fight and we don't get embarrassed but it just feels like one that we should just prepare as fans emotionally to to let that one go um I feel like Phoenix might jump out on us a little bit. Like they're a pretty good team in terms of how they match up against us. Yep. Uh, Devin Booker has had one very notable hot shooting game in the Garden in the past, while guarded by Avery Bradley, who is like at the time at least a premier defender. Yeah. So um, Ubre seems to play well against us as well. I remember Rubio coming to the Garden plenty of times and playing really, really well as well too. Yeah. So yeah, now that could be that's a, that's a slippery one for sure. Aiton, if Aiton's playing, shit, yeah. you know, yeah. Bainsey obviously very comfortable uh, in Beantown. <laughs> Beantown Bainsey, as they should have called him. Um, the Lakers, it's basically prime LeBron James, right? Like, which is crazy to say because he's 35 now and like he's having one of his best seasons. I think he's still leading the league in assists. Mm. Um, very comfortable out there with this current iteration of a Lakers team. Um, Anthony Davis is like the antithesis of all of our big men, just like strong, huge, can shoot from everywhere talented yeah. on all all fronts um has been out a couple of games and i think lebron has as well so it kind of terrifies me that they might arrive sort of fresh-legged mm. um if that's even a term fresh-legged yeah. you know what i mean <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm terrified of the lakers yeah i i if, if if robert williams could be playing i remember what he did to him last season it's anthony davis in the guard <laughs> it made him look absolutely silly i think he still had like you know a, like triple double with like 30 or whatever but you made him look silly definitely twice um yeah no you look you live i live i live for these games i can't stand the lakers um which is why i look forward to the game so much uh yeah. lebron I'm, I'm i'm sick to death of him like i just want him to to go away into the wilderness forever but as soon as he does like i'm gonna miss the shit out of him because he's just such he's, he's just a, a generational player that like you can't mm. deny but in the meantime like i just hope he loses everything uh from now on um <laughs> And Davis, like the, it's it's going to the, the the media build up to it, it's just going to be intense, which is sort of weird that it's on. What is it like? A is it a Monday or a Tuesday night in the states? It's, uh, a, it's like it's an Tuesday here, so that's going yeah. to be Monday night. It's like an innocuous, just an innocuous evening to like have yeah. such a big game. But um, look, anyway, it's going to be big. I can't wait for it, and um, yeah, hopefully we're in good form going into it. Might be a couple of sick days in uh, in Beantown on the the Tuesday afterwards. <laughs> we'll see. Potentially. Yeah, all right. That's all I had listed for this one. Uh, Jackson, got anything else you want to bring up before we wrap this one up? I will shout out to uh, La Bird, uh, who's been on this um, uh, podcast as a guest friend a few of the times. show. Yeah, big friend of the show. Uh, we noticed uh, that his uh, post that uh, his wife animated uh, Jalen Brown uh, going into a certain beard mode. If you haven't seen it, check it out. It's very cool. And uh, yeah, I just I saw that earlier and just then it's made me smile. So yeah, nice job. Shout out to La Bird's wife. Yeah, fresh original Reddit content. We love to see it. <laughs> All right, that's going to do it for this one. Thank you, as always, for listening. Hit us up in the Reddit comments for this episode. Let us know your thoughts. Follow us on Twitter at Celtic Reddit Pod and be a bro and subscribe and rate and share the podcast with your mates. Jackson, it's been real, man. Thanks and enjoy your week, mate. Likewise. You too, man. All right, until next time, go Celtics. Peace.